What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Barbecue, and you are listening to Cobra Cast. Jazz here. And I am so digging the GeekCast Radio Network. Greetings, humans. This is Starscream. And you're listening to ToyCast. And if any of you call me a potsformer one more time... Toycast, oh yes, listen in to the only toy podcast you will ever need. Hello and welcome to an all new generation of Toycast as we get the origins of any and all toy fans that we can. I am of course TFG and Mike, today's featured guest is someone I've found from uh, Funko Pop YouTube channels, I guess. I think I actually found him through watching Tristan, a.k.a. Top Pops. Not that I want to drop any names or anything, but it is none other than the Beard of Pop himself. Hi, Adam. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing okay-ish, I guess, but it is good <laughs> to talk to you. And yeah, uh, it's going to be fun talking about this. We have 42 questions all about toy collecting. However, I will warn people that this is also going to be another Funko-filled episode because Adam is all about the Funko. Yeah, I'm all about the Funko. And at some point, somewhere in here, I know, I know you'll appreciate this, but uh, and I'm going to have to put it right here because I can't do the impression so well. <laughs> what is or was the first toy you remember having as a kid? First toy I remember having as a kid was a I actually still have him. His name's Ziggy and he's a rubber elephant wearing overalls. Oh wow. Yes, I think I was it was it was like Three that I have for my youth that I kept, but the main one was called Ziggy, and he's a little rubber elephant. Very cool, very cool. Was there a particular adult who, who was supportive of you playing with toys as a kid? Was there anyone who was unsupportive? Uh, there was never anybody who was unsupportive. 
Um, yeah. It was always, um, you know, do my chores and do good in school for the week. And then on Saturday mornings, we'd go to uh, Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Being originally from Massachusetts, we had a specific toy chain up there called Child World. Yeah. And they were all, obviously, Toys R Us blew them out of the water because they went out of business. But it was always like, which one do you want to go to? I'm like, I don't know. Because, <laughs> yes, we all wanted to be Toys R Us kids. But sometimes Toys R Us's back then were just, I don't know. They were they were a little overkill, I think, sometimes. Mm-hmm. you know, Kid yeah. brains can only take so much. <laughs> That's really all we had when I was growing up was... Toys R Us, I think maybe KB in the toy store. I don't really remember yeah. any local stores, you know. Yeah, KB and Toys R Us. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Toys R Us became a thing. KB became a thing. And then all other, any independent type, you know, whatever local, whatever, went out the window because you had the two toy giants fighting over, you know, all the kids going into whichever store they were going into. And selling the same toys. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you know, both had the same... St- it always kills me. Some it, it kills me. Even now, it doesn't matter what... But like, there's a Toys R Us on this corner, on the very opposite corner of the exact same street. There's a KB Toys. Or when two gas... Two of the same gas stations are on opposite sides of the street of each other. I'm like, it's... Th- why are you... It'd be different if, like, you know, Shell and whatever, you know... BP or- oh, no, 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 no. I'll do you one better than that. Here in Louisville on Bardstown Road, we have, well, in, in Kentucky, we have a relevant chain of uh, gas Thornton's. stations called Thornton's, right? Mm-hmm. So on Bardstown Road, we have two Thornton's across the street from each other. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, two, two just, I mean, right, legitimately exactly across the street from each other, two Thornton's. Yep. They do that a lot in Louisville. Yeah, there's a uh, lot of Thornton. 3301 Bardstown Road, if I remember right. Something like that. It's right there at Bardstown and Goldsmith. Yep. Yes, it exactly. used to be my old right stomping by. ground. I, the yeah. funny thing is, and this is completely separate from toys, folks. I know this is boring for people. wanting. Why aren't they talking about toys? It's because uh, yeah, he lives in Louisville and I lived in Louisville for 25 years. Funny thing is, I worked at the one by the Dairy Queen back in 98 yeah at three in the morning we had to shut down because toy tiger closed and everybody came over to the thorntons and i'm like oh my god like 60 people were outside just wanting to come in for slurpees or whatever the hell after they'd you know been at the nightclub all night well you um how long has it been since you've been here i left in 2017 so they had just oh, yeah. stuff. They had just, I, I, th- I think the one by the Dairy Queen is now like their storage unit or something. The one by the Dairy Queen is now a, a Western Union moneygram place <laughs> and, a, um, and, a, uh, and a check cashing place, right? Yeah. Next door to that, next door on the same side of the street, mm-hmm. they built a, a new Thornton's. And then yep. you know where the you know where the toy tiger was is now Thornton's. It's now Thornton's too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's yeah. crazy. 
it's insane. All right. It, it is right. absolutely insane. Okay, back to the toys. Yeah, folks. back to toys, everybody. Sorry, sorry. You know, digressions. I've been podcasting for 14 years. A few people don't know what we go on tirades around here. <laughs> All right. What types of toys were your favorites to play with? Uh, my favorite types of toys, honestly, were I was big uh, G.I. Joe and Hot Wheels. I mean, that. I collected everything, you know, I did Ninja Turtles and stuff like that, but mainly um, me and my friends would be younger years were playing Hot Wheels, but then as we started getting a little older into elementary school, we'd be down in our basements, you know, hanging up G.I. Joe planes and making guys parachute and mm-hmm. playing with G.I. Joe. I mean, that was pretty much my youth was G.I. Joe. Absolutely. So including G.I. Joe, what were the other ones that really stood out more than most? I would say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, cool, cool. Do you have a favorite turtle? Uh, Michelangelo. (laughs) Everybody got to love that party, dude. (laughs) Yep. Do you prefer the label of action figures, dolls, toys, or other labels? Because let's face it, anytime any of our family members get around us when we were playing with toys in the 80s and 90s, why are you going to play with those dolls? I remember my grandmother always, I'm like, they're not dolls. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like the term dolls, but none of the other terms offend me. You know, some people get offended when you call them toys and they're like, no, they're collectibles. And I'm like... <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it's a fine line between that. I understand that they make some toys as collectibles, but at the yeah. bottom line of it, when I go over my buddy, I friend Mike, and I've been friends with him since uh, high school, almost like 25 years now, and he has some little girls, and I'll go over there and I'll bring over a box of some common Funko sodas mm-hmm. that I know fit kind of their genre of what they like, and uh. You know, they take them out of the can. They could care less about the can, and they play with the toys. Yeah. And they do the same with the pops. So I'm not usually offended by anything. But I would, I would, um, you know, when I first started YouTube, which didn't jump too far ahead, Mm -hmm. um, that's what some of my family or some people that didn't know what the collectibles or toys were would be like, oh, so you do a channel about little little plastic toys. You know, and that, that kind of aggravated me a little bit because I was like, you know, you're kind of degrading them a little bit, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, I mean, nobody really likes labels anyway, but there are all these terms that we use and that others use to describe what it is. And I think, you know, toys overall is the, you know, generally accepted term because they come in a package, you open the package, you look at the figure, you take pictures of the figure. If they come in an actual package where you can put it back in the box and leave it in the box, that's fine. But if they come in those creepy cans and you can't see the figure, then what the hell is the point of the... Sorry. I, I, we'll get into that down the line, folks. <laughs> not, not trying to spread hate on here or anything like that, but yeah, I don't get it. Anyway... Good guys or bad guys? Which toys were your favorites to play with the most? Bad guys. You like that Baroness and Cobra Commander, huh? Yeah, yeah, Destro. Yep. All the, uh, I just, I always hovered towards the bad guys storylines. 
Who's your Who's more of your favorite, Shredder or Krang? Um, I would say Shredder. Yeah, because Krang, unless he's controlling a big giant, you know, robot body, he he's just a squishy brain. Yeah, he's more massive. He's more, I know, pun intended, but like the mastermind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is or was your favorite toy vehicle or playset? Toy vehicle or playset? Oh man, I'm trying to remember the name. Was it? What was the name of the giant GI Joe? It was like the Black Hawk, I think it was. The Black Hawk or the Flag? The Flag was the ship, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the You're giant about the plane. Gi- yeah, the, the one that when I was a kid, um, the Black Bird, maybe. Okay. Um, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna. I'm actually looking it up. I'm gonna lie if I'm looking it up because I don't remember <laughs> the name of it. Uh, the Cobra Night Raven. That's yep. That one is the one that I like because when I was a kid, right. And you'd go, you'd go to uh, Toys R Us and you go to the G.I. Joe aisle, right? I'd either have where, you know, I'd tell my dad I wanted to save my money for the whole month. Yep. And then I'd go get like one big toy or there'd be a couple G.I. Joes that came out that I really wanted, right? Yeah. And um, I just remember that with uh, with the Night Raven that it was uh, like four weeks of saving up because I think at that time it was like a $45 or $50 toy. Yep. And you know, when you're, when you're like eight or nine years old, you know, $50 is all the money in the world. Yes. All the money in the world. And you know, 50 times of taking the trash out at a dollar a piece. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. (laughs) And then, and then, and then resisting the temptation to use any of that money during the week when you exactly the yeah you, you basically have to bar. yeah yeah you basically have to take oh god it's the, god it that that hurts me if we go by the math I just at a dollar per per time taking the trash out the trash only goes out once a week that's a whole year <laughs> yeah. oh god my head hurts now. Uh. <laughs> I know you'd think about it back then. You'd be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this thing, and wow, dang! Yeah, yeah this, this was one of those vehicles that you almost thought it could split into two. Yeah. So I'm looking at a top-down image of this thing, and it has you know the front side with the canopy and the front wheel. And then in, in my childhood brain, I'm like, oh, it splits in half and becomes two things. The front wheel goes with the front side and the rest of the back. Of the- no, it doesn't work that way, kid. <laughs> oh, no, no. And it had the extra little, uh, the extra vehicle with it. And mm-hmm. something that toy that toys used to do back in the day was, remember, it shot rockets. Yep. And that was, that was just the funnest part of it. Oh, absolutely. Anything that <laughs> shot missiles or rockets or whatever just you know i can hear i can hear the old man and ma right now you'll shoot your eye out kid well isn't yeah. that the point <laughs> yeah the exactly. only thing i don't like about this toy just looking at the pictures of it is there's only one on the left side of it there's only one rudder there's no matching rudder on the opposite side. And maybe this toy is incomplete. I don't know the pictures that I'm looking at. But, but yeah, I, that's the only thing I don't like about it. Let me see if... Maybe the one you're looking at is incomplete. Cause maybe. 
the normal one they have the two rudders on the back. Okay. Let me look. Oh yeah, it's incomplete. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm looking at the box right now. I was like, oh god, don't. Heaven forbid I say anything incorrect on a podcast. I've been doing this for 14 years. You'd think I'd know better. But yeah, no, that thing is awesome. The thing looks super cool. Trust me, man. I get I get people in the comments explaining to me how I should be opening things rather than the way I open things. <laughs> like I'm just opening it. I don't under like so I had Back in episode 154 of the show, because this will be episode 160, I had Sully, former Funko guy, former Funko marketing guy, on, and, you know, he's talking about opening this and opening that and everything else, and it's great. I I love talking to the guy. He's an awesome dude. I love watching his streams and all that. But, man, some of these hardcore Funko, but, like, you got to open it from the bottom. You got to do this. You got to use this size knife, that size. I'm like, give me a break. If there's a flap at the top and there's no tape, isn't that how you're supposed to open it? Um, like. <sighs> I got I got this. Uh, I got this. The reason I brought it up was because mm-hmm. it was just so relevant. Because, you know, on my Monday video, I did some uh, unboxings of um, – D23 like Funko Sodas and the mm-hmm. Baymax 3 liter and I legitimately I went to pull it up so I could quote this I got the comment hey bud cool tip for when you open the 3 liter sodas put the bottle to the camera and pull it out slowly from the feet up it makes it much more exciting thank you that's legitimate I'm like I, I told Carrie I said I don't I don't really know how to comment to that I said uh Thanks for the info. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, first, let me check this person's profile and then let me either block or what it's like. Oh God. Some of the, uh, yeah, it's YouTube commenters are crazy. Well, it's funny because you get people who never make comments and then they do make comments. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it's like, you never remember making comments, but they're like, you know, I never make comments, but this was so, I was so passionate about this fact of how you're opening these three liters that I just had to take time out of my day. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, I mean, normally if I comment on, like, I'll give every video that I watch a like, as long as nothing in the vid and normally the stuff that I, I have curated my YouTube content watching to the point of, I'm probably going to give every video I watch a like because I'm not watching things that I don't like. Why would I do that? That's just a waste of time. Exactly. You know, so, but normally I don't comment. And when I do comment, I might write something snarky or something, but I might, you know, usually at the end of it, I'm like, excellent job. Keep up the good work or, you know, whatever that kind of thing. Or I really enjoyed, you know, it's like, we're all here to have fun. We're all here to, you know, just, yeah, the the only thing with the three liters for me, it's like, oh my god, it's like opening a medicine bottle. Like push down and turn. Like really? I know it's a pull, it's a grab and pull kind of thing, but like it just feels like once you rip that paper, it's like, wow. Fun. I don't know what the three liters, man. I just I don't. I I got a couple. Uh, you know it. You know it's just. I'm getting sucked in by a few of them, but they're just so big and they have so yeah. much storage and it's just more things yeah. to spend money on. I just, it's yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Did you and your friends ever pretend with your toys that you had by this? I mean, did you say, 
I'm going to be this toy and you can be that toy. Like, Adam, you can be the, the Coke bottle top and I'll be the piece of glass or whatever kind of thing. No, I mean, we'd, we'd do G.I. Joe and then we'd have yeah. the good guys versus bad guys, you know? Yeah. Um, or things like that. But, you know, I guess with Hot Wheels, when mm-hmm. we were playing Hot Wheels outside, we'd always be like, you know, I'd be that 57 Chevy with the flames on it that the hood opened up. Mm-hmm. And my buddy, my buddy would be the Camaro. So, you know, it'd be like we'd pick out those when we'd play with the Hot Wheels. Like, this is our my Hot Wheel. This is who I am today, you know? Yep. Absolutely. What features define a good toy to you? How true does the item feel in comparison to the source material likeness? Okay, so I I could love something like WWE like I do and Mm -hmm. WWE figures. And um, sometimes you go look at some of the figures, the wrestling figures or the WWE figures or even some of the newer G.I. Joe figures. And they just don't have that nostalgia kick because they don't look the same. Yep. And even though I'm so into the fandom and especially like the toys that are takes on other toys. So like, you know, the weird looking, the weird looking GI Joe ones or the weird looking Simpsons ones that are made by kid robot or the odd Rick and Morty ones that don't, you know, like a Funko pop Funko pop back in the day didn't look exactly like the character. It was just a silly little four inch figure with big black eyes. And that was the allure of it. Now you would say that a Funko pop would more be like a, a giant head action figure because of all the detail they put into them, the different weapons and the outfits and the layers of colors and things like that. So I liked Funko pops because of that take, but at the same time, you look at some of the kid robot or uh, Pop Mart toys and things like that. And there's such weird takes on the figures that um, I just don't enjoy them. Hmm. Interesting. What does toy packaging have to have to draw you in? So you're going into this. I'm just going to say the store because there really aren't toy stores anymore, folks. I mean, yes, there are local, you know, mom and pop type, you know, small business people that do stuff, but you know, Funko and, and Hasbro and Mattel and everybody's all all in the big box stores. So when you go into the toy section at whichever store you go into, what's the one part of toy packaging that just is like, ooh, I need this? Hmm, that is, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know, because, you know, I go, because, uh, you know, if, if I go to the, if I go to say, you know, nowadays you just consider Walmart a toy mm-hmm. store or Target. You know, when I go to Target, it's not necessarily that I'm walking around every aisle looking at the toys. Yeah. It's more that I'm going to the section where the WWE figures are, going to the section where the Legends figures are. Yeah. Um, and it's more who it is. Right, yeah. But, yeah, mm. but, like, also it's like, what about that packaging do you like the most? Is it the way the bubble is? Is it the way the art is on the packaging? is it the way it's actually packaged? Because like I've already said, there are certain things and you know this and everybody else listening to the sound of my voice knows this. There are certain things you can and cannot put back in the package. Once you've opened, like you open an old mask toy, you're never getting that back in the package unless you have some sort of super glue fuming technique that you use kind of thing. Then, uh, you know, like, I mean, I like, I'd rather buy a WWE Elite figure 
than the regular WWE figure because of all the different accessories and stuff it comes with and how yep. they're displayed in the box. It yeah. makes a nicer display if I buy the Hulk Hogan elite figure that comes with the boas and the three different hands and the two different heads and the different yep. belt versus just the Hulk Hogan figure. If I would just buy the Hulk Hogan figure that had nothing with it, I wouldn't care about the packaging because I'd rip it open and throw it away yeah. and then display the toy. Um, if I buy an elite figure, I'm less likely to open it. But when I have opened them, they're not very difficult to pack back up and put in the box. Oh, that's good. Awesome. Awesome. So you've kind of already answered question 11, mm-hmm. but do you open your toys or do you leave them packaged? If you keep toys packaged, do you have any specific criteria for that? Like you were saying about the WWE figures, normally you open those, but when you do leave stuff packaged, what what qualifies to leave something packaged for you? I guess, I guess the... More um, honestly, the reason I leave things packaged more than not is because it's easier to store and display when they're packaged versus mm-hmm. unpackaged. Yep. So sometimes, you know, you'll buy a wrestling figure or a Funko Pop and you leave them in the package, or sometimes I'll go out and I'll buy one because, you know, I'm setting up a new display behind me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I really need uh, some out of box G.I. Joe figures. Yeah. Um, to make to make the, some Funko Pops, so I'm going to go over and buy some of those. Or sometimes the decisions made for me because I'll open the package somebody sent me, and they'll send me say a Rowdy Roddy Piper figure, yep. and I already have that figure, and I'm like, but that would look really sick on my display. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, if as a kid or an adult, you were only allowed to choose one toy franchise to collect from, which would it be and why? Now, is that... Toy franchise, Transformers, G.I. Joe, W... No, 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 no. I know that. I just mean, like, as a as a kid and an adult at the same time, both, just yes. one? E- yeah, either both. one. Either or or um, both, yeah. I would, I would say G.I. Joe and WWE as an adult. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. As an adult, do you prefer vintage toys or modern toys? Vintage. Interesting. Yeah, there's just something about some of the vintage stuff. I mean, the modern stuff is great, but it just depends on the the brand and the line and, and all that stuff. What is one toy you can always play with? Mm, one toy I can always play with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like like what 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 <laughs> you get me all on this. Um, one toy I could always play with. I mean, man, you know, what what's the, the definition of playing with? Like moving well, around mean, like, and organizing. You know, yeah, and, I mean, like I mean, as as an adult, what's the one thing that brings you back to your childhood that you would always want to play with that toy? I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, we're going to all be, you know, hunkered down in our, our little no, rooms, no, no. you know, like Darth Ma- Darth uh, uh, Helmet style. But, like, what's the one toy out of all the toys in the world that you've had over the years that you feel has the most play value for you? I would honestly say um, the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hmm. Very cool, very cool. The original action figures. Yeah, the the original four. Yeah, those are yeah. so great. Mm-hmm. 
Those toys, man. Oof. They had all the little weapons and yep. all the stuff they don't give you nowadays. <laughs> yeah, that's something that's changed. Mm-hmm. Those four turtles, Splinter, Shredder, even Krang, even the little robot version of Krang, Bebop and Rocksteady, even the foot soldiers, they all came with these weapon packs, and now it's like, oh, you want a weapons pack? you got to spend an extra 60 bucks. And I'm like, huh? Yep, yep. Huh? That's how it is. Yeah, it's always it's like, why does it come with the weapons anymore? Because it has to be PC. Mm-hmm. It's like... That's 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 the toy company's version of DLC content. Like, oh, you want the extras? You got to pay for the extras. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Even though there are always toy lines that people never purchase, are there any that you specifically avoid? This can be toy lines, characters, that kind of thing. What aren't you into? I'm not into horror. Okay. At all, like any any kind of horror. Um, I'm just it's. There is some horror movies I do enjoy, but I'm just not into that genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if we all—I I say this in every episode—if we all like the same things, the world would be boring. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Are there any toys in the past or currently that you wish you had not bought them? Are there any toys that you may have had sold that you regret letting go? <clears throat> Um, I definitely regret buying some, um, hot toys that I've bought over the past few years, mm-hmm. uh, because honestly, um, they're not as cool as you think they're going to be. They're difficult to display and they're super overpriced. And when you actually try to resell them, um, just like with a lot of things, you're not getting anything close to uh, what, what you, you paid. paid. Yeah. 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 I probably regret those because they're not as fun as everything else. Yeah. I, I'm per like toys that I don't collect. Like I'm perfectly fine watching a YouTube video with somebody that has it or seeing a, a, a photo set of somebody like that hot toys. Batmobile is awesome as it is. Like, oh God. I <laughs> thing is so sick. No, the the hobby shop, uh, Mila, Miso's over here by my house just got one. Oh wow. That's so sick. Yeah, and it it's is. It's like just awesome, but it's yeah. like, I don't know what I do with it. It costs like $1,000. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because now that it's not, I don't think they're producing, it's been out of production for years now. I remember when they announced that thing, it was like everybody went quite literally batshit crazy for that. And yeah. Rightfully so. I did too. But I'm like, there. I it, the, that thing is like buying it's not like buying a real 89 Batmobile but it's the closest thing we could ever come to yeah they have I mean they over at this shop they have like there's three or four different Batmobiles they have like the 89 and then one of the newer ones and you know they're huge they're probably like eighth scale maybe a little bit bigger than that Wow. and um, they're so cool but yeah. they're just you know it's like Oh my God, that's so much money. And what would I ever do with that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's like the, the, the HezLab Unicron. Like, where am I going to put that? (laughs) (laughs) Talk about hanging things from the ceiling. Like, yeah. Just leave them in planet mode. It's okay. You, you know, people. Well, that's my problem. That's my problem with Legos, man. I buy all these Lego sets and my intent is to build them. I don't really care about 
yeah. and being worth something. But I'm like, where do I put this thing? <laughs> yeah, Lego. I I never got into building Lego sets because, like, did I have Lego sets? Yes, absolutely. But for me, it's one of those. I'm one of those people that if you put a choice in front of me and I pick one thing, I'm going to like for me, like with you, GI Joe is your thing. That's great. I like G- I like the original 80s cartoon. I like all the voice acting. I like all that stuff. And I like the figures. I like the characters. I don't dislike the characters at all. But, like, I was placed with a choice, Transformers or G.I. Joe. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go down with the robots. I'm going to go out with the robot evolution uh, kind of thing. And, yeah, I mean, for me with Legos, it was like, you could do all this stuff with Legos. And then over on the others, like, look what you can do with Lincoln Logs. You can build your own log cabin. And I'm like, okay, I'd like to have a log cabin one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Let's see. Uh, where are we here? Got it. Uh, okay. How large or small is your toy collection? Do your toys take up the whole house? Or are they relegated to one room shelf or something like that? I would say that on it to be a hundred percent honest with the exception of the bathrooms <laughs> and the laundry room, uh-huh. my toy collection is somewhat taken is in every room of the entire house. And how does Carrie yeah. feel about that? <laughs> she, uh, she, she's indifferent to some of it. I mean, she, you know, like, in the living room, I have all the 18-inch Funko Pops, and yeah. she really likes those Funko Pops. And I have a bookshelf with, like, a bunch of Back to the Future stuff and a bunch of the – I collect uh, something I don't share too often because I can't share everything. And people watch me for Funko Pops, right? Yeah, Because yeah. I collect Monopoly games. Wow. So I have a big collection of different Monopoly games, and so I have those in there. And she's she's fine with it. She's just, you know – she has hers, and I yeah. have my stuff that she likes, and uh, she likes her purses, so she has a room for that. But um, I, you know, she she never really complains about it. You know, she actually likes it and even jokes about it. Because, like, on top of my stove, I have all those little uh, Funko food products, as I'll call them. You yep. know, yep, the the food food mascots and things like that. Yeah, That's, and it's like a game. Yeah, exactly. Too. Like you know. You can put all the, whatever it is, whether it's pop or whatever, like, you know, as long as it's an ad icon that's a, like, you know, the cereal mascots or the this, you know, you can put Toasty the McToaster for Pop-Tarts in your kitchen. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a display thing and it's, it, it's fun and it's interesting. Yeah. And I took like, I have like, when we had our kitchen remodeled a few years back, mm-hmm. I took um, a little, uh, the child pop. Um, out of the box and I put them on top of the cabinet next to a BB eight. And, um, I just left them there. And about three weeks later, Carrie's like, when, when the child appear up there, <laughs> I just do things like that. Or she's like, when did we get the spam can? Yeah. I noticed it on the stove when I was making breakfast, <laughs> I just pop them in there and don't tell her. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a game. It's pretty funny. Yeah, absolutely. Surprises me a couple of times because I've watched, uh, you know, these these home selling shows on HGTV for years. But nowadays it's like I'll see, a you know, a House Hunters or whatever, and there'll be like, you know, 
three or four pops up on a shelf in a kitchen. I'm like, oh, great. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. You always catch that, you know. Yeah. Oh, look at the Funko Pop back there. Yep. Everybody's got one. <laughs> exactly. Not just us geeks, but they're for everybody. How do you keep track of your collection, or do you? Um, I'm not as good as it good at it as I should be, mm-hmm. but um, the mainly mainly the things that I intend to keep. Uh-huh. Um, as far as because like none of my collection has exceeded like being able to be in my head, other than Funko Pops, right? Because mm-hmm. Funko Pops are so all consuming that um. There's so many, and considering the almost four years now I've been doing them on YouTube, um, it's hard to keep track of them. So I have, like, different levels, right? If it's a Rick and Morty pop, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to put it into the Funko app and keep track of my Rick and Morty, my WWE, my G.I. Joe, my Freddy Funkos, and then my Pops Rocks, my sports, and my basketball. Anything else other than that is kind of fair game. And um, I don't really keep track of it because it's nothing I collect. And then that stuff goes in bins and eventually I, you know, sell it or trade it. Hmm. Yeah. And I have a pretty good, um, my memory um, for things is pretty good. Um, I can read fairly quickly and retain the majority of the information so I can remember like, you know, I might not be a hundred percent sure, but when somebody's like, Hey, you have blah, blah, blah. Like, Oh, somebody asked me if I had, what was it? Um, uh, Geralt from the Witcher, mm-hmm. which isn't something that I would keep, but I was like, I think I have some of them. Yeah. And, um, I pretty much knew where they were. So, you know, most of the time I throw things in the Funko app. I just <laughs> value of things. Yeah isn't necessarily something that I collect behind. So it's, you know, I just, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to get ahead of like conversations and questions. No, no, no. no, Yeah, no. I mean, we're going to get into the whole Funko thing here in a bit, but it just, yeah. I mean, I, I, so this will air much later, but this will air sometime in November actually. But we, as of this recording, we're just coming off of New York Comic Con, and yes, sir. you have all these people that are like <laughs> one of the other people I follow, Doctor Applesauce. He was doing; he's doing all this thing of you know, and, and his ultimate positivity message is: do not get sucked in by FOMO, the fear of missing out, and showing all these listings on eBay for these Fright Night boxes at like $400 and this hundred. And then he's showing the next day, look, it went down to 250 And I'm like, oh my God, who in the hell would pay any, any convention? Look, I understand a lot of the older stuff, a lot of the older convention stuff for collectibles, deservedly so because Funko and any other company is probably not producing those anymore. I understand those have value, but some of these people that just pay... Like, I don't understand it, but we'll we'll get to all that. So everybody is safe. You carry any pets, any whatever. Every human is safe, but the house is on fire. You can only keep one toy from your entire collection. What would it be and why? One toy from my entire collection and why? I would probably, um, I have the OG Iron Man 
one, the one right, you know, the one that's actually worth a few bucks before they made a hundred thousand reprints of it. Right, right. And it was the first pop I ever got. So if I could save one toy, it would probably be that. Very cool. Very cool. All right, folks, that's the first 20 questions down. Now we got a few more, but right now we're going to go to a quick ad break and we will come back with the rest after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Because the world needs another movie podcast. The GeekCast Radio Network presents for your listening pleasure, The Cinema Geek. Hosted by Amanda, Kevin, Matt, and Dan. Each week, we dive headfirst in the landscape of movies as we discuss movie news, play movie games, go in-depth on reviews, and even have a top 10 countdown or two. Also, don't miss our director retrospective series where we review noted director's movies film by film. Bottom line is, if you love movies and love podcasts, you need to experience the Cinema Geeks. You can find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, or geekcastradio.com. Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Marku 42 Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Marku 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, ladies and gentlemen, brace yourselves. All right, we are back. And okay, so we asked you all about the one toy you'd keep. But here's the toy box challenge. You get one 18 by 18 by 18 box. The only toys you can keep have to fit in the box. What can you pack into it? 
quite a bit of GI Joes and out of box Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah, they would have to be out of box. Like, no, the, that, yeah, the boxes. Screw the boxes. I just want the figures now. <laughs> you know, if that was if that was my choice like that, I'd be like, yeah, screw all the boxes. I just want the pops. Yep. All right. Well, we've alluded to it, folks, and this is the reason why question twenty two is this. Are you a Funko fan? <laughs> yes, I am a Funko fan. What got you started on the Funko train? You mentioned the Iron Man earlier, but how did you find Funko? Honestly, um, it was just, um, you know, that at work, you, you get your lunch break and there's a mall by the work, by my work. And I'd always go over there and grab some mall Chinese or something and wander around the mall for half an hour. And uh, pop into the different stores. And I remember one day, specifically, um, it was, uh, um, I went to Jefferson Mall and I was wandering around and uh, FYE. And uh, you know how FYE has every bit of nostalgia? Yep. And I, and they had the little table set up with Iron Man stuff. I saw that little Iron Man dude with the... Uh, little buggy eyes and I was like that's cool that's yep. cool and I remember like it was yesterday that I was walking out of the mall and I had my Chinese food I had my drink and I had that bag from FYE and I said you know before I leave the mall let me go ahead and open this uh this funk this toy up mm -hmm. and throw the box and the bag and stuff away and throw them in the bag with my lunch so I can put them on my desk kind of inconspicuously when I get back to work Oh, very cool, very cool. So is pop your main thing, or, or have you migrated to the the soda stupidity? Yeah, I, I fell into the soda, soda stupidity, but uh, <laughs> Funko is still... Well, the, the soda thing got out of control, and at first it was cool, and honestly, out of the... You know, there's there's so many different Funko Pop channels and toy channels, mm -hmm. but I was one of the early adopters of the Funko sodas to show them off because everybody was like, um, you know, oh, no, 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 we're not doing this. It's a money grab. <laughs> and um, I, I bought some of them and um, I was kind of addicted to them for a while, my completionist. And um, now I'm they're coming out with chases for every one of them. Mm -hmm. And it's just very aggravating because it makes the commons worth nothing. Yeah. And usually the cool one is the chase, and it doesn't make sense why you didn't make that one the regular one, other than for money, obviously. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of I'm trying I'm trying not to fall into the three liter, and I've been really limiting my Funko soda purchases. So the interesting thing for me with Funko sodas is I am not a fan of the regular. What size are the regular ones? They're what four? They're four inches. Yeah. Okay, so they are four inches. All right. So they, to me personally, and the reason why I don't like them, number one, they come in a can. You can't see the figure at all unless you take it out of the can. And I, I like the design that, oh, it, it's a can. It's a soda. Like I'm looking at the, the Winter Soldier that Funko has, and that's fine. But the thing about the chases is, and the, and the comments, I, the biggest example I can give you for Funko is like Colonel Sanders. The... Common is him holding a bucket of chicken. The chase is him holding his cane. Why in the Sam hell would you want the chase when the whole point of the ad icon is to have Colonel Sanders holding a bucket of chicken? 
<laughs> exactly. No, I'm a hundred percent with you, brother. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. I know. And I don't know what it is about, you know, and, and everyone says this, and I, I just kind of brush it off. And I also point out to people that they're doing more now. But you mentioned earlier about the black eyes with the Funko Pops and mo- how most people describe those soulless black eyes. And I'm like, have you seen some of the Pops, what they're doing with their eyes? At t- like, you know, you have a uh, biggest example I can give off the top of my head is like the Killer Frost Glow one yeah. like she's got white eyes like so you know it's not just and yeah I, I, I don't understand it uh, alright so if Iron Man was your first that you got what is the most recent pop that you have purchased oh the uh, <laughs> um, uh, the most recent one that I purchased was um, the uh the Black Panther from the Oakland A's baseball game mm-hmm. that was uh, only given at the field when you went to the game. Right. And um, I don't really collect Black Panther, but um, it had cool stickers. Yep. It was limited to a baseball game, and I'm a big sports guy. Yeah. So it was just a cool pop I had to buy because really, and I hate to say this, but the stickers. Let's let's talk about stickers. We might as well, because, like, all right, what is it about the stickers for you that matters the most? What matters the most? That they're unique. Okay. And they're different. Like, I don't I don't fall for, like, a Target or a Walmart or a special edition sticker right. as much as I do for the ones that are, like, this was a release to AT&T or this is a the new one, the Geico one or um, – just the fact that they're super limited and it's not a sticker you see every single day. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like for me, I, I appreciate that Funko changes. Like, so most for, for those of you listening who, who have listened to the stuff in the past that I've talked about this, but everyone should know this by now when Funko does something like NYCC, they also Obviously, in, with the rest of their partners, like you mentioned, Target, Walmart, GameStop, etc., Hot Topic, etc., they'll have a actual con sticker for those of you who purchased the pop at the con, and then they'll have you know, like right now in front of me, I have uh, Shockwave, it's the 2021 Summer Convention Limited Edition. For me, I just want the pop half the time. I don't really care too much about the stickers, but I understand why people care about the stickers but what it makes it so silly for me is like like the WonderCon ones from this year like oh those WonderCon stickers like oh they're so much better than the shared versions of them I'm like I, I get it I, I mm. completely get it but like come on <laughs> mm. eh, yeah, see those con stickers for me are like eh, you know because it's just like I, you know, I, I like, like, if, if I want to get a pop from NYCC, right, mm-hmm. um, and I want the Rubik's Cube or the Polaroid camera, like, I yep. wanted those. Yep. Um, I'd probably prefer to have them with the actual con sticker yeah. than the shared sticker. Yeah. Um, but, like, I could care less, to tell you the truth. If they came out with the Rubik's Cube that was normal and then the <laughs> Rubik's Cube from NYCC was metallic... I wouldn't buy the metallic one. I'd already had the other one. And it's not the point of having the whole line of Rubik's cubes. 
I just want a Rubik's Cube one because he's cool. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, the Rubik's Cube, like you're talking about, is one of the new, newer... Is that in Retro Toys or is that in Ad-Hoc? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it fell in Retro Toys. Okay, so the Rubik's Cube and the Polaroid camera, they're very, very cool things that you would... Like, that's the thing about Funko, and like, like we've been talking about, when they impress us or surprise us with, like... I was shocked when I saw that Rubik's Cube. I'm like, wait, is that what I think? It? Holy crap, they did it again. <laughs> like, holy crap, I can't believe there is a Rubik's Cube Funko Pop that... Exactly. Okay, sure, yes, he has... He, he or it or however you want to say whatever it is, you know, like, sure, the Rubik's Cube has a face now, and he has eyes, and he has hands, and he has feet, but... You can't exactly make a traditional Funko Pop, you know, out of just the cube. It's like you have to, like, I'm looking at the Polaroid camera. You mm-hmm. have to, you know, give them something. And the point of the Polaroid camera is you take a picture, it comes out. So with Polaroid having the way he is, he has feet so he can stand, and he has two arms. His right arm has got the thumbs up, and then his left arm is holding a Polaroid because he's holding what he just took. So that, to me, is awesome, and it makes so much sense for the figure. Mm-hmm. It, it's just so fun. No, I those, those are such, I think, some of the greatest ideas that Funko had to come out with stuff like that yeah. because, I mean, you capture so many people with it because you know it's like people who don't even collect Funko Pops but are photographers or somebody who just sees that at the store when they go to their local comic store to pick up a comic book the nostalgia hits and they're going to sell it yeah oh absolutely absolutely and it's just it's just so fun it is quite literally fun so cool so cool all right, let's see here. Anything? Okay, so the sodas. What is it? So you mentioned you got into the sodas, and you, we've talked about how the sodas exploded. Compared to Pops, what is it specifically about the soda form factor that you like? Um, I mean, I do like the cans, and I like the way that you can display them. And um, I do like uh, the look of most of the figures. I, just, I, think, I think that they've gotten more and more detailed. Mm-hmm. and um, they have some cool options for how to display them, and they have some pretty cool chases and um, some things that they don't necessarily do um, in the Funko Pop line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So since we're still talking about Funko, and I know I've, I've seen you, I've watched a couple of your videos that you've done this, uh, the NFT stuff. Now, yeah, just Just yeah. to get this out of the way, for me personally, I just want the damn pop. I don't care about the rest of it i just want to redeem the damn pie like i i joked with somebody on one of their youtube channels i left a comment i'm like all right well in the year 2087 when i'm god knows how old and i can actually go to ebay and find this this funko pop from an nft drop (laughs) but what is it about the nfts that you like or don't like well i'll tell you that that, you know that that i'm i think differently from mm-hmm. some people, right? Um, NFTs and cryptocurrency and that whole world was something that I was into um, before there was Funko NFTs, right? Okay. 
So I played um, I played Street Fighter uh-huh. and uh, played Blockchain Brawlers. Okay. And several different games that required NFTs for power ups. Right. 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 So I was already used to buying like Ryu. Ryu's power to use with Chun-Li or um, purchasing, you know, more moon rocks or space packs. Right. Right. So for me, for me, the seller on the Funko NFTs was number one. It's, um, you know, Funko and you, you get a redeemable, right? I was always one that was on my high horse and back in my other lives or other times I've discussed it with people. I always feel that if you do an NFT, you have to have something tangible. Yeah. Um, the, to me, I see purchasing the NFTs as a way to get a tangible pop, right. not as something that I'm going to invest in these NFTs, the digital cards, and that one day they're going to be worth a ton of money. Yeah. No, you're buying those. And now the market has balanced out. Okay. So, you know, if you're looking at some of the newer sets, Mm-hmm. We're not looking at every pop as $800 like it used to be. We're yeah. looking at, you know, $25, $30, $40 for some of these. Yeah. And for some people, they, they, they're willing to spend that on an NFT because they know they can redeem it on a pop. Mm-hmm. They, Funko tested the waters with doing the spastic plastic release of NFTs without any redeemables. Right. And they completely flopped. You could still buy them in from the drop website weeks after the drop because yeah. nobody wanted them because there was nothing tangible you were going to get or redeemable. Yeah. I don't know. For me personally, it's like, like I know sometimes you all do, you all do mystery box battles or you just do mystery boxes in general. For mm-hmm. me with Funko, I just want what I want. I don't, I don't have that desire to be surprised. Like, like, with the NFT drop, specifically the trans, and this is the other thing. Before we move off of Funko, I are people just not Transformers fans when it comes to Funko Pops? Because like nobody is talking about the Transformer. Like they'll mention it in passing. Oh yeah, I, I got Unicron just to add to my collection, and I'm like, really? Just to add to your collection? Really? That's the only yeah. reason why you bought that? I mean, for me, it's like I'll tell people, oh, I bought it because it was cheaper than spending $600 on the giant planet that I have. Like, yes, Unicron is a jumbo-sized pop. He's, I think, God. And this is what makes me so upset about it is I have Soundwave. I have the the jumbo Soundwave with the cassettes, and I have Unicron. They're probably the only two jumbo pops I will ever buy. Unicron is 10 and a half inches tall. Soundwave is 10 inches tall. Why couldn't you just, why does he have to be 10 and a half? And I actually have a photo somewhere on social media of them back to back. And I looked and I'm like, oh, the half inch is like his horns. That's the only reason why he's, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, I, I'm like, trust oh. me, dude, they do that with the 18 inches too, man. Pikachu is not an 18 inch pop. <laughs> Pikachu is not his tail. Maybe. Huh? Maybe if you like, just like the child, if you measure him wide, he's 18 inches with those ears, but he's not an 18 inch. I did a video on this where I measured all the 18 inch pops. I'll I'll have to search that out and check that out. But man, it's like, and I don't like, like we were talking earlier about, you know, the four inch sodas versus the, the three liter sodas kind of thing. 
For me, if I was going to get into sodas, I would probably only buy the three liters because I think the three liters look amazing. I don't necessarily want a Wampa without his arm on, but, you know, I mean, like, right. <laughs> you know. Everybody's like, I don't want that chase. <laughs> yeah, like, that 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 chase is a little, little too much. I mean, you know. What's Funko gonna do next? You know, have a have a movie moment version of a of a Funko soda chase where Han is you know pulling or Luke is pulling Han out of the Wampa's stomach or whatever. Like, oh god, sometimes they go a little too far. I love. What are they I, gonna do? What are they gonna do? A headless Ned Stark? Oh wait, they did that. <laughs> they did that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but folks, look, it's headless. It doesn't have the the I. It's just so crazy. But I love, you know, in general, like, I may not be the biggest soda fan, but I'm never going to, I'm never going to be that person to say, I might ask you why you like them or what is it about them that you may not like, but I'm not going to sit here and say, oh my God, you, you're a fun coach. You, you are, you are, you're a soda collector. You stay in your corn. Don't get your cooties. And I'm like, oh God, give me a break, people. Like, it's like fun. Well, always says everybody's a fan of something, you know, let's all just have fun. The only thing I get mad about with the sodas to tell you the truth that I've voiced it in many videos and I've had some backlash from it. So I've had to re-explain myself mm-hmm. um, is uh, the, the way that Funko does the U S sodas and then the international sodas. Right. I don't have a problem with there being international sodas that have a different count than the U S sodas. Right. But the fact that, 80% of those international sodas make it into the hands of us people. Yeah. Um, kind of defeats the purpose of it. Um, that, you know, it's like, you know, you have all these channels that'll go out and, you know, they're like buying, um, paying all of this money to have international sodas shipped in. So they have the soda before the America or my hobby shop who's getting 50 and 60 cases of international Funko soda. in. well, was how's that for the people who can't get U.S. Funko sodas? Yeah, I mean that's what makes me mad. And I told him, I said, I'm not against international Funko sodas. I just myself won't buy them and own them yeah. because they're not for America, and I don't like the fact that they're just slightly different than the American versions. Yeah, it's the same reason I don't like the special edition sticker. I have Target. I can go to Target. I don't need that pop so early that I need to order it off of a website with an international sticker on it. Yeah, and I think in my... And I like, and I'll have to see if I can find this, but they recently changed in the last month or so. They changed... Again, this episode's going up later than when we're actually recording it, but recently, didn't they change the special edition sticker? Um, a little bit. Um, I think they made it smaller in some cases. Yeah. But um, I honestly... Uh, try to avoid buying mystery boxes that I know are going to have the special edition yeah. sticker and I don't really buy any special editions. So I haven't paid too much, but I have seen that um, it has gotten smaller. Like it's littler. Yeah. And the funny thing is about the spe- like I don't have too many of them with it because like you said, we live in the U S we can go to Walmart, we can go to target, but sometimes I, a lot of things have happened to me in the last year and a half or more in the last two years. And I've had to move around. I actually moved across the country from Washington state to Indiana in earlier this year and, and stuff like that. So I missed out on when 
fun when uh, Funko dropped the '90s animated Spider-Man stuff onto Target, yeah. and Target never had Spidey in stock on their website, so I bought him off of eBay or I bought him at a decent price. It wasn't like outrageous; it was a uh, close to MSRP. But he has a special edition sticker. I'm like, okay. Whole point is, I wanted it because it was the 1994 animated series, John Semper Jr. You know, it was that Spider Man because I grew up with that show. And I have the black cat with the Target sticker. And it's fine. It's whatever. Like, stickers, uh, it's a whole thing. You want to know? Trust oh. me. <laughs> <I have> stickers. <laughs> Sticker shock. Oh boy! So speaking of sticker shock, what is the most money you spent on a toy? Um. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, I guess it would honestly have to be um, uh, a Hot Toys. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Iron Man Silver Centurion suit. Yeah, uh, hot toys. <laughs> that was probably the most expensive toy I've ever bought. <laughs> it was I, I, like four I mean, four hundred or something. I yeah, think. but I mean, it's the Silver Centurion. Like, yeah. how can you not? I, I mean, I know it's I know. one of the coolest I mean, armors. It is the coolest armor, and it was the best figure. And I already had the Warhammer and um, oh sweet War Machine. Excuse me, War Machine. <laughs> and um, it's early and uh. I just had to have them. Yeah. So, no, absolutely. Had to have them. So on the flip side of that, what is the cheapest toy you bought or what was the best deal you ever got for a figure that made- well, you know that that happened recently because I'm always like um I'm always like watching all these videos of these people that every single it seems like two or three times a week, you know, flea market finds. Uh-huh. I found these eight hundred dollars worth of retired pops for a dollar. Well, I will tell you as somebody who, even before YouTube, okay, even before YouTube, my thing, my side hustle had always been um, buying and selling on eBay, okay? So I've been to thrift stores. I still do thrift storing on Saturday mornings, thrift stores, garage sales, flea markets, everything, right? And in my 20 years... (laughs) age myself in 20 years over 20 years of doing that uh-huh. one time one time at the beginning of this year when i went to the kentucky Anna flea market at freedom hall right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i found a scrooge mcduck funko pop out of the box for a dollar oh wow and that's like a 30 dollar 40 dollar pop that was the best deal i've ever found on a pop that is almost a grail mm-hmm. that's retired that's out of box. So that that's that I was just doing that because I'm like, how did these people because I watch some videos, how do these people every single week they have a new video and they're like, 
I found these retired pop, these retired Simpsons pops. And it's like, I don't want to say that it's bullshit. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, where are all these hiding? Like I've been to, you know, I go to, I know the Goodwills around here when they stock their stuff. I know I go to the, uh, I'm on the Louisville Funko Alliance. I'm on all these Funko groups. I know when people are going up and selling these things and it's like, I just don't know. I think like maybe back in 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. even a little earlier than that, um, after Funko Pops first came out and the popularity wasn't where it was now, yeah, that that could happen very commonly, right? Yeah. yeah. But nowadays, everybody, it was like when you go to a garage sale and they're selling Funko Pops, it's either commons that they know that if they sell on eBay, they're not getting anything for Yep. Or they know what they have, right? Yeah. So I think, like, the long story short, got on a whole tangent about that, <laughs> like I like to do sometimes, is that, like, legitimately six months ago, I found Scrooge McDuck at the flea market at a box and purchased him for a dollar. Wow. And that was probably the best, uh, lowest-priced Funko Pop I've ever bought and the best toy I've ever bought. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah... It's so strange, just I'm actually cycling through my, because I use the Funko app just like almost everyone else should, Uh, but like, you know, you're talking about how Scrooge is $36, and I'm like, wait a minute, I know I have Scrooge, or I had him, I have pictures of him and Magicka and everybody else, but he's not in, I'm like, wait, why... Why isn't he in my Funko? So yeah, I just made thirty six bucks, sort of. Really, glad I could help. (laughs) I mean, I know I have the thing. Like I said, it's in storage. Why is like? It's like this whole thing, and this is another side tangent. This whole thing with YouTube. If YouTube is as big as they are, and as you know innovative as they are why are they unsubscribing why i'm like you know i watch all these videos like oh please make sure you're subscribed to the channel and i check and i'm like yep i'm still subscribed he's like youtube is like why would they do that like did they get hacked i I don't understand like i don't understand it either that's crazy all right what modern and or vintage toy lines are you collecting right now outside of Funko? Outside of Funko. Um, or is Funko just it? <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, um, I think I collect a lot of uh, modern wrestling figures. Mm. Very cool. Um, the AW, the, um, the WWE, um, uh, even the uh, New Japan ones. Yep. I collect a lot of those wrestling figures. There's some good places around here, and they sell the ones that you can't buy in America. Yeah, you know, like all the New Japan ones and stuff, and that. Yep. Um, that's pretty much what I collect. Cool. cool. <laughs> do you visit toy shows or conventions? When you visit toy shows or conventions, do you have a typical methodology? Do you bring a certain amount of money for what you're searching for? I do go to some toy shows and some conventions. I'm not that guy. I'm not even before the whole Black Death came in. Um, uh-huh. I was never a convention guy, right? Yeah, me either. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, I go to some if I want an autograph. But um, if I go, like, you know, a few months ago, I went to a good pop hunt that was down at the local uh, church, or as we like to call it, joking, uh, Six Flags Over Jesus. 
um, because it's Southwest Christian Church. So uh huh. So, yep. Yeah, that's all need to be said. There's yep. neighborhoods dedicated. It's huge, right? Uh-huh. And um, they did a pop hunt over there, and um, so you know, usually I have a strategy. I like okay, this is some good stuff to trade, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's supposed to be a pop swap, yeah. right? And when you go to a pop swap, it's very weird how little swapping people actually want to do. Yeah. But I'll always grab, you know, like when I went to this last one, I grabbed uh, a Willy Wonka Chase Funko Soda, um, a few Funko Pops that I had doubles of that were pretty good, like in the $30 to $50 range. Yeah. And then um, I always go wander around the booths and see what I'm looking for, you know, if I'm looking for some Freddy Funkos or... uh, um, it was weird because at this pop swap, I was particularly looking for some out of box uh, GI, uh, not GI Joe, uh, ET. Okay. Um, like I was looking for some out of box ET stuff or some out of box Bob's Burgers stuff. Okay. So I brought some different stuff to trade and swap with. And uh, that's usually how I try to like to do it because it's a pop swap. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, is there anything you're looking for you would like to trade? Yeah. And, um, Usually, if they say no, then I start um, looking up the pop on PPG, kind of seeing what it went for on eBay, and then trying to wheel and deal with the person. Yeah, absolutely. That's you know, like like everyone says, always do your research beforehand. Like, okay, this is what I know it's sold for, but what are you willing to sell it for? What are you willing to like? If I have this Funko Pop, that's worth $50, do you have something that's worth the same that we could just straight trade that, you know, it's an even amount, whatever kind of thing. Yeah. What do you think it is about our generation that causes our childhood toys to mean so much more to us than say, for instance, our parents' generation? I would think that our generation is more, um, you know, my, when, when I talk to my dad, right, he doesn't, he didn't like grow up with a mass amount of like, content there's so much more content now and there was because you know even when I was younger um, you know I'm I'm 44 so you know I am still before uh, you know born after Star Wars but born before it was before the internet right so when I was in starting middle school ending 6th grade the AOL you know so I could just think of the availability I had to information, TV shows, and then you even jump higher to now, you know, all the online content you have and stuff that you would, like when I was a kid, anime was like Ghost in the Shell, right? Right, yeah. Um, Dragon Ball Z, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Things like that were just about the only anime unless you were really into it and going to the comic shops and buying the imported DVDs, right? Now, you can go watch any anime you want within a moment's notice. There's Marvel apps and cartoons. You know, when I was a kid, it was the Superman movies with Christopher Reeve. It was Batman 1989 with Michael Keaton. There wasn't seven Batmans. There wasn't 42 animated Batman series. But at the same time, what happens is like you, you like that Superman, that Spider-Man, excuse me. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. But then the kids like the Miles Morales. The kids like, what is it, Spider-Ghost instead of Spider-Gwen now? 
Yeah. You know, they like different and there's so many different things to collect. I think, you know, back then it was more like, okay, well, there's Ninja Turtles and there's 12 different figures. Yeah. There's Batman and there's the figures that were the main figures in the show. You know, nowadays, if they come out with a Batman figure for the movie, there's 60 figures of just Batman. Yep. So I think that's where it stems from. There's just so much more content and availability to get all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's also the fact that, you know, these companies have started and they've, any company, you know, when I say companies, I'm talking about them all. Hasbro, Mattel, you know, Takara, Tomy, Funko, everybody, even, even the ones that aren't here anymore, like LJN Toys and that kind of stuff. Like, our parents didn't have that. They had, you know, a wiffle ball set or a bi- a bicycle was a toy for, you know, mm-hmm. you know, them kind of thing. So, so yeah, it is, you know, the thing about our generation is it started a movement into where we are now. And you're so right about the Batmans. I mean, you were like, um, cause how old are you? I'm two years younger than you are. I'm 42. I'll be right. 43. Yeah, so, so we're around the same age. So when I went to Toys R Us, when I was a kid, seven, eight, nine years old, right? There was a lot of toys, but as far as things based on TV shows, cartoons, or movies, the selection wasn't like it is now. You oh. could fill Toys R Up, Toys R Up, uh, Toys R Us. Words are hard, apparently. Um, <laughs> toy, you could fill Toys R Us up with, um, you know, just the toys from The Walking Dead and different versions of zombies. Yep. yep. But back then there was more independent toys that weren't anything themed on something or licensed. Um, you'd go to GI Joe and there's different kinds of action figures, but not like you know, now it's just like absolutely. I mean, you know, it's like they're making an action figure of the dude who sweeps up after WWE raw goes off the air. You know, they're making everything now. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they, you know, because everybody needs, I don't want to say everyone needs recognition, but I mean, look, I, hell, look at it this way with Funko. We can all have recognition because we can all pop ourselves. And for 25 bucks a pop, that's not bad. Mm-mm. That's better than what Hasbro's doing with their select series. Oh, God. God. Oh, God. I look. I know. I know everyone listening to the sound of my voice. Not everyone is a Funko fan, and that's fine. Like I said already, you know, not everyone has to like the same stuff. But for me to have, you know, and I always think of the Big Bang Theory episode where Sheldon and how like we're going to pay five hundred dollars to have actual Mego figures of ourselves, and I'm like, okay, fine, whatever, you guys in your fictional universe. But like, I'd rather spend twenty five dollars on a Funko Pop thing of myself because I know it's all going to be made out of that vinyl stuff that they're using. It's not going to be a pre-produced Ghostbuster Star Wars or whatever body with a 3D printed head. If I wanted my head printed in 3D, I'd stick it in a 3D printer. (laughs) You know, you talk about Hasbro and it was like one of my toys that, you know, and, and, People go, oh, well, you could find it here. You could, yeah, for a lot of money. But mm-hmm. um, you remember that in your Transformers? Yeah. Um, remember, I think it was last year, the Hasbro Pulse, the Optimus Prime that Jay and Silent Bob did a video with? Yes. The one the, that's like the $1,200. Yeah, the self-transform. Yeah. It's like 700 and something dollars. Yeah, the, the robot one. Yep, yep. 
that is the coolest toy ever, I think. Yeah. And um, it's just too expensive. Yeah. I yeah. just I just can't justify that in any way, shape, or form, spending that kind of money on it. Yeah, no. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. All this stuff is awesome. It really, really is. But, like, who, like, not everyone has, you know, gobs and gobs of disposable income kind of thing. And, right. And even if you do, even if you don't and you use what income you have to like set aside for it, you're going to be setting aside a long time, especially for something like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, that thing is awesome. It really, really is. But that's not something I need in my life. I love it. I think it's great. But it's not like there, there are just certain things I don't I just don't need it. I don't have the compunction like, oh, my God, I like. Ah. Well, the thing that keeps me from buying something like that, honestly, is like the fact that I have collected toys for, you know, 38 years, 35 years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. So like a toy that you bought when you were eight years old, I have one upstairs, a remote control Camaro that I still have in the box. I put back in the box. Right. Um, toys like that don't age well. So if I'm going to spend like $800 on an Optimus Prime that's all electronic and all mechanical, where's that going to be in 20 years? Exactly. Like what, or, you know, even so, you know, sometimes, you know, quality control isn't, and I'm not just saying this because of the Optimus Prime, but just in general, sometimes quality control isn't the greatest thing in the world. Like, yes, they try their best and they do a good job most of the time. But like, I remember when uh, my late wife, Karen and I, we were out, pop hunting at target or whatever else a couple years ago it was right when they dropped all the the american history pops and they're like yep good old honest abe is going to be a target exclusive she and i went through lit and she's she didn't dislike funko pops or anything like that and i kind of got i kind of got her into it but it was never like she was never fully into it like i am and she had one she liked and whatever else i'm like ooh, abe like Honestly, out of all of the American history ones, Abe was the one that I wanted the most. There were like 10 boxes. She looked through, we both looked through all 10 of those boxes. And I think I even still ended up with one where his beard isn't exactly painted the best way possible that it's supposed to be like, you know, and what let you know to bring it back to your point about quality you know about the RoboSyn Optimus Prime you're going to spend this amount of money on this thing that's all electronic and all whatever forget about 20 years from now what if in 2 years from now something happens to that thing and it breaks or it doesn't work or it does whatever you just essentially wasted what is equivalent to either a couple of rent payments or in this day and age probably one rent payment kind of thing like yeah, no, I just, I, even if somebody gifted it to me, I'd be like, you wasted your money. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> and I'm, quality control is a big, is a big issue for me yep. with those. And the fact that, you know, it could be something that even though I want to open it up and play with, I never do, but then you don't, and then it doesn't work. And then they're so limited. Like, yep. What do you actually do in that? You know, I had the same thing, you know, there's a bunch of people at Funko that mm-hmm. deal with shipping your NFT pops. Uh-huh. And these people apparently now, this is just alleged. It's not, it's right. not any kind of fact, but 
Um, apparently, these people heavily like to drink Jack Daniels before they go into work and pack stuff. Oh, no. So they're like, okay, all these people that got these redeemable Grail Funko Pops that there's only 999 in the world, right? Yeah. So I'm going to open this box that's seven times the size, and with no protection, I'm going to throw all of their valuable NFT Pops into this box, and then I'm going to ship them to you. Yeah. And that's... then you're... And and those, that's the things like that is what scares people away from collecting toys like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's not just mainly it's because you and I both are Funko people. It's mainly we see it with them, but it's also with any toy. I don't understand why they cannot get packaging right when they go to mail it out to like some of the. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Well, perfect example I can tell you right now. When uh, it was either USPS or UPS, and I don't blame them, but when my Unicron came from GameStop, he had, he was not bubble wrapped at all. He was just in the box with like a beige piece of paper wrapped around him. But like there was like, and the bot, like, yes, I know the Unicron is 10 and a half inches. It's a bigger, it's, I even have a picture on my Instagram somewhere showing the slight difference between the fun, the, the Soundwave box and the Unicron box. It's like. God, it's minuscule, the difference, but it's like, oh, God. But it's like, yeah, no, they don't do – it's not like I would – like if you and I had some sort of deal where I had a pop and you had a pop that I wanted and blah, 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 we just trade and we just you know ship it to each other, whatever. We're obviously going to do the best we can to make sure whatever pop it is or whatever is packed in a way where – even if it's the clumsiest of, of mail delivery drivers, even if they drop it, nothing's going to happen because we've double bubble wrapped or triple, you know, we, we've insured, we, we put it in a pop protector. Hell, we put it in a hard stack, whatever it is. Like we're going to make sh- Yeah. But it's just, it's a nightmare sometimes ordering. Well, we, we talk to, we, we talk about all the time, like how Funko likes to make money, right? Yeah. So why can't, like, if I'm ordering an NFT redemption of a pop that's worth, I mean, I have some of those NFTs from like the Freddie Funko lines and stuff are worth quite a bit of money. So it's like, if I'm redeeming these, why don't you have an option where I can pay mm-hmm. for a hard stack? Yeah. Like I would be more than willing to redeem for free and say, I will pay six, you know, $8, $10 for a hard stack for each of these pops. And I'll pay for it just so I ensure that these pops make it okay because they're limited. Because I will tell you that I have had 
tax audits that are easier than, the, <laughs> than trying, no, than trying to get, I, I got, and, and it, I got my set, the Star Trek NFTs. Okay. Yep. I like Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I like Freddie Funko. I'm a sucker for Blacklight Pops. Oh, no. okay. okay. So I wanted this whole set. I wanted the whole set. So I got the whole set and I got it. And that box looked like an accordion. And my Captain Kirk was destroyed. I mean, it was like somebody jumped on him, right? Oh, jeez. It took me four weeks to get a, to for them to even accept a replacement. Okay. Wow. Then, like, legitimately, so many pictures. Then, once that happened, um, they sent me a label. I had to pack it and take pictures of how I packed it. Uh-huh. Then I had to take it to the UPS. Store. headquarters not the store oh, because wow. there was a chain of custody letter that had to be signed by a ups employee in person that says that it was received and packed properly then three weeks after they got it they emailed me and told me that within 14 days i would have a replacement and wow. that if this replacement was damaged, there was nothing else that they could ever do about it. Uh, wow. Because the way it works is that when people redeem the NFTs, there's a certain amount that aren't redeemed. Yeah. So we know that for um, the grail for the last uh, DC set, that there was 113 of those that was never redeemed. So Funko holds those. Wow. They still have, they still exist. Nobody owns them and they'll keep them and they use those for some replacements and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what they do with the rest of them. If they legitimately are going to burn them sometime, but if people don't redeem them, they're just sitting at Funko. And see, that's the thing with the NFTs that kind of upsets me is that anyone that doesn't redeem them, for the actual redeemable physical thing, why doesn't I understand the whole point of it being an NFT redeemable? But if after like let's say six months, the Transformers ones, they still have stock of that. Why not put them on fire sale on the website so us people that don't want to deal with the NFTs that just want the actual pops could just buy them for whatever price that they were originally supposed to be. Like why would that? Why would a company hold on to stock like that? Uh, you know, because it would keep the price up. Because you know, you have the circulation numbers, right? Yeah, it's all there on the blockchain. And then there's um that pop and stock website has a very um, tied into the database has a very uh, good um, tracker site, right? Yeah. So you can see like how many packs were minted, how many packs were burned, how many of those packs are remaining, and the yeah. same thing with the Funko Pops. So if I have a pop that's like limited to nine hundred and ninety nine, yeah. But then the data all shows that there's actually only six hundred of those pops. Then it makes that pop more rare and more expensive. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but like everything else, dude, I'm going to tell you with a lot of these NFT pops, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's FOMO. Yeah. So. You just need to wait a month after everybody gets theirs and then go on eBay and you'll be able to get one at a reasonable cost. Yeah, no, and I and I and I understand that. But like for me it's like I think there's 
off the top of my head, if I remember right, there's probably three I would want. I normally with Funko Pop Transformers, I have not gone at. Okay, I have one, but no, when I first started Funko Pop Transformers, I wanted a really cool Optimus Prime, and don't get me wrong the standard one that they have with the gun and whatever that looks like the old toy is fine. I actually have the, cause I like this coloring better. I have the metallic Amazon version of that, but originally I was only going to get the GameStop one with the, with the, the ax like, and all that. So, but like, I would want the gold Optimus prime, the hot rod and the devastator. That would be the only three I would want. And I actually went on eBay a while ago and just searched and I'm like, all of these listings are for the NFT portion of it. They're not for the action. I'm like, oh my god, they want how much for an NFT? Yikes! Mm-hmm. It's crazy, so crazy. Well, so- it may. I mean, they do. They do sneaky things like that with the NFTs, and I'll you'd say that they know what they're doing. You know, like they yeah. came out with the retro toys line, and they infuriated, infuriated many, many people because one of the NFTs for that retro toy line was Bluto. Right. Oh yeah. So everybody who's waiting for another Popeye Pop to have Bluto with it, the only release of Bluto as a Funko Pop is now the NFT. Wow. See, and they do that, and like then they do things that don't make sense, like they did the Hanna Barbera line. Mm-hmm. And I understand that's Hanna Barbera, but what does it make sense that you have the redeemables are George Jetson, Elroy. Astro from the Jetsons, right? Yeah. The Grail is Huckleberry Hound, and the Redeemable Freddy for royalty is Space Ghost Freddy. Oh, like, wow. it, why didn't you just do the Jetsons? Yeah. And it's so, and then it ticks people off who don't do the NFTs because they're like, "Well, thanks, Funko. I'll never have a Bluto pop now." Yeah. You know, so you know, I you know, I, I get it, but you know, it's just like everything else I've went and bought NFT Funko Pops off eBay and got them for a lot cheaper than um, you normally would. I think I paid 60 bucks for a Scotty from the Star Trek. Oh, wow. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Out of the six that they have, like I said, the gold, the basically the top three, the gold optimist, the devastator, mm-hmm. and the hot rod are mm-hmm. the only, like, I don't need a, red and black rumble because he's toy accurate not show accurate but anyway oh boy all right let's see where are we have you uh what is your motivation for purchasing toys to display play fiddle describe your collecting style um usually my collecting style is um i go and i buy the ones that um i collect and look for a lot of the times it's for display um, or for specific reasons. You know, I'll go to the hobby store and I say, you know, I need some Halloweeny ones or I need some new ones for my desk, you know, at work. And um, I'll just, you know, the last trip I went to was to find some uh, pops for my desk for, uh, you know, kind of the uh, Halloween. Because I'm that guy, right? People at work know what I do on YouTube. I don't have no shame in my game. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them like it. And a lot of the people have Funko Pop stuff anyway. But, you know, so I went to the comic shop with the intent of finding some pops that were more 
theme towards the month of October for Halloween because, uh, you know, Christmas time. Um, so I'm so upset that uh, they haven't came out with a Sabra pop yet because, uh, you know, when it comes Hanukkah time, I'm kind of uh, I don't have a John Lovitz pop. <laughs> and I, I keep I keep saying people like ask me, like, what's your number one pop? And I'm like. I'm going to age everybody here, but when I was a kid growing up, my special treat was getting to stay up late and watch Saturday Night Live with my parents. Yep. And um, Hanukkah Harry and John Lovitz was one of my favorite characters. And they don't have any Eight Night of Christmas Adam Sandler pops. They don't have any John Lovitz's Hanukkah Harry pops, but yep. they came out with Drunk Uncle. You know, Yeah, they did. It's like you came out with Drunk Uncle, which I, I appreciate, or the Target Lady, yep, but you Target. don't have a Hanukkah Harry Pop. Yep. So, or, yep. you know, that's just my thing. Yeah, I've mentioned, I, I say this every time. Realistically, I probably wouldn't stop, but I always phrase it like, I could stop collecting Funko Pops right now if they dropped an ALF Pop. If they... They have a wacky wobbler of ALF. If they right. drop an ALF pop, I'm good. As long as I can get it, as long as I can get it at MSRP kind of thing, as long as it isn't a stupid exclusive for whatever, insert whatever store X here kind of thing, as long as it isn't one of these limited edition, one of 4,000, 5,000, 10,000, as long as it's just, like I said before, sometimes there is nothing wrong with commons. Most of the time, I mean, you know, most of the time you're going to be finding common pops. Not every pop has to have a sticker. But it's like, for me, if I could stop right now, if I had ALF, and they have not made ALF yet. On the other hand, if they made Hans and Franz, I don't know if I could ever stop. (laughs) We're going to pump you up. That's right. (laughs) God, man, that would be great. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I mean, you know, Eddie Murphy is Gumby and all these different great characters they had throughout the years on SNL. And then they make Drunk Uncle and the Target Lady. Yep. It's like, come on, you know. I mean, they have some great pops from other TV shows. You know, when I bought the ones for Halloween, I bought uh, Mike in a straight, you know, Mike in the straight jacket. And I Mm -hmm. bought Pumpkinhead Dwight. And um, then I just went off track and I bought the go boat, but you know, <laughs> that's for another day. <laughs> Have you ever purchased a toy for a child with the ulterior motive of playing with it yourself? Yeah. 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 When, um, <laughs> yeah. My nephew, Liam, uh-huh. he's, uh, he's uh, 10 now. And yeah, I've bought him quite a bit of toys, uh, remote control cars, mm-hmm. um, and the little remote control cars that transform into robots, as well as uh, like the little creepy crawler lab, yep, and things like that. With the hundred percent intent that we were going to do it together, that he'd want my help with setting it up. Yeah, yeah, yes, I will admit to that every day. Yeah. Have you ever purchased a vintage toy for a child because you thought it would be fun based on your own preferences? So basically, like you're talking about with your nephew, um, cl- classic Sergeant Slaughter, just because you grew up with him from G.I. Joe kind of thing or something like that. Uh, I could honestly say, I honestly would say it would more have to relate to like for that would be a video games. Okay. Um, as far as the toy situation... 
you know, even my daughter, who's now 25, but my nephew, who's only 10, it's everything now is more like video games, you know? So, like, I've bought him pops, uh-huh. but they're pops from video games that he plays, like, you know, Sackboy yep. um, or things like that, right? And I bought him pops from games he's played, but more would be the fact that, you know, like, um, he loved playing the video games, so I built him a little retro pie. Um, a little retro pie Android device and loaded up like old Nintendo and super Nintendo games. Yep. Um, so he could learn and see some of the, the real games. Um, and, uh, my daughter was the same way. You know, I was very nostalgic about video games with her too. Cause that was a big part of my youth. You know, once, once Nintendo came out, um, you know, it, w- what was a hot wheel, you know, we were, yep all playing Kung Fu and Dr. Chaos up in my bedroom all day after school, you know, but I would think with that, it would have to be video games. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Do you do any toy modifications or customs painting, building, building dioramas, that kind of stuff? Um, one of my other hobbies, um, is, um, I do remote control cars. And I do remote control crawlers and that's where that would come in. I do a lot of building model cars in general, but with scale crawlers, you build the body. So you'd want to reproduce everything to make it look like it was a full size truck that had all the accessories that it would, because the goal would be to go out to, since you used to live here, like Otter Creek, right? Yep. And you take out your crawler and you go up the trails and whatever you did would have to be legitimate to what a full size truck of that size would be. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, you you know, if you fell off a cliff to try to get up before you just go pick it up, you'd have a little electric winch or you'd paint the truck or you'd put little ladders on it or little jacks or extra tires. And so I think like with customization, it's mainly, uh, building those scale crawlers and the bodies for the scale crawlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Any, anything you can do out at Otter Creek or, you know, nightmare forest or any of that kind of stuff is like, here, here kids, look, let me go scare you a bit. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no. Yeah. I, you know, I've tried to customize some Funko pops before, like make them glow in the dark and stuff. Uh-huh. And, um, it just, it's just, I'm not, I'm not that kind of artistic, right? I'm yeah, like, yeah. You know, you know, give me my 3D printer and I'll come up with printing some grates for the windows of my scale crawler. Yep. Or some hooks for the bumpers. Yep. Um, I can do things like that. Um, but doing things like actually painting stuff by hand is not, uh, not, not my forte. Yeah. No, I, I don't do any kind of customization. I, I just try to find those stuff that like, and the glow, man. How, d- dude? <laughs> I don't dude, mind I've glow got- in the dark. I love glow in the dark stuff, but like, I want to know how those Funko people get those certain areas to do that. And I'm just like, some glow is great, and then other glows, it's like, oh, it's kind of disappointing because they only put it on certain parts. I have bought. I have a whole set. I have a set of like 24 of the different glow in the dark paints that should work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have tried to take common Funko pops that would look cool. if like, 
their eyes or their hair globe. Mm -hmm. And that is such a difficult thing to get to work right because you have to go so many little layers over such a period of time. I don't know if you've ever tried to do that, but it's like you paint it and you think it's perfect. You let it dry. You get in the dark. You get your black light flashlight out. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why does only that little piece glow? Yeah. And then another coat, another coat, another coat. And it's just, I don't know how they get them to glow. And then the way they do the flocking, Mm -hmm. their flocking used to be horrible. (laughs) And their flocking now is so amazing. And like, you know, and then they have the diamond collection pops that have all the glitter on it. Yep. And they haven't gotten that down yet because most of them just look like spackle. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've seen that books a million glow in the dark a vision pop, but it legitimately looks like one of those popcorn ceilings from the seventies. Oh God, no! I have it's somewhere around here. Where'd he go? I have the Walmart. Vision was the Walmart Vision glow, or was he just white? God, I don't remember anymore. I think the Walmart the Walmart Vision was glow, and he was white. The Books a Million was the same one as the Walmart, except they spackled him. Oh, okay, yeah. You don't ever want to spackle it, folks. Please don't spackle things. That's please say no to spackle. That's right. Just say no to spackle, folks. This is you know. I was waiting for McGruff the Crime Dog to show up around here. (laughs) do you think toy companies should specifically have an adult collector toys child toys or find a way to mix both don't you think they don't you think they already do really i I think they already do but i think certain companies are known more for like the adult collect an adult like yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, you know, NECA. It's like, like, you like think NECA, NECA and, and yeah, I mean, like, and honestly, hot toys. Yeah, yeah. No, seven year old nowadays should have a hot toys Batmobile. No, if I didn't have the '89 one right away when it first came out at ten, at nine years old, ain't no way in hell a seven year old needs to have a hot toys Batmobile. But I mean, like with Hasbro specifically, they have their kid lines, they have their Transformers lines, they have the GI Joe line. GI Joe is a whole other, whole other bag of worms nowadays because of what they're doing with that stuff. But that's a whole other day of discussion. But I mean, like you know, you 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 have your, I don't know, you have your various things that it just you know. But what's the what's the best thing for you in your mind? Well, I mean, I think that I'm super jealous that when I was a kid and I was collecting wrestling figures that, um, you know, you'd get the Hulk Hogan and the Iron Sheik and the Rowdy Roddy Pipers that were made out of rubber that you'd put your finger in the back of and fight. Or you'd get the figure that barely, the figure that barely moved, right? Yep. And then all you'd wish for was more. And now you have, like, figures that have, like, come with belts and boas and hands and different heads and you have rings and you have Braun Strowman crushing the Camaro or the ambulance and you know I think that to answer your question I think that you know like those toys the WWE toys especially are a perfect mix of a kid can rip this open and have weak months of fun or an adult can collect it and never open it but then I also think that if Sideshow Hot Toys put the 
ingenuity that they used to make the toys for adults mm. into making toys that were more age appropriate. Yeah. Those would be amazing. Yeah, like how cool would it be to have like the Iron Man Silver Centurion that lights up and changes, yeah. but in a manner that would be safe and play something a kid could play with. That yeah. would be so cool. I'd play with it. <laughs> but you know what I meant by don't they already do it? You know, you've got the you've got the Batman Legends figures, but then at the same time you have the kitty versions of them mm-hmm. and you have the Teen Titan stuff and you have the Star Wars play school stuff where yeah. it's still Star Wars, but it's more appropriate to a child who's like 10 or under. Yeah. But I mean, like, again, it's my own predilection, but going to Hasbro and Transformers, like when I cycle through Instagram stories and I see Hasbro pulse or whatever, any, any, any Hasbro account that I follow the Transformers official uh, Instagram account, it'll say, it'll show like, a new picture of the shattered glass sound wave and the shattered glass sound wave, I believe is either a, I think it's a Voyager class might be a little, I don't think it's the looks anyway. The point is it'll say, Oh, parents swipe up to pre-order now on a toy that I think is more for us than it is for kids. But yet they market to, Hey, as long as they're marketing to everybody, I guess, I guess it doesn't really matter, but, just like I said before, and like you said, it's like you know there you you list off certain companies or certain parts of companies that are like, oh yeah, they these are there you know for for the adults who still feel like Jeffrey inside or something or other. Uh, I don't know. Do you have a my parents got rid of my toys story? No, I don't. Because well, I still have them all. <laughs> well, that's good. Do you feel you are coming to an end of your active collecting? If so, what has signified this phase for you? Was there ever a moment when you were done with toys? There was a never, uh, other than when, you know, when I didn't need to get into like whole, like big, long, drawn out things. But, you know, we had our daughter young, right? Mm-hmm. So for many years, it was not, um, things were a struggle, right? Mm -hmm. So the ending of the toy collecting didn't come by choice. It came out of necessity. Right, yeah. But once I was able to do it and have enough disposable income to buy some stuff and build a collectible room again, I did. Yeah. I don't see the end of my collecting, but I was thinking about this stuff. And, um, you know, I, I do, my collecting has changed. And I see my collecting changing and evolving in different ways, going from completionism to wanting everything. Like if I got one Doctor Strange pop from the new line, I wanted every one of them. There was no way I wasn't (laughs) having every Marvel Marvel Endgame pop, right? Yeah. To I'm okay with just buying one Doctor Strange and one Iron Man because those are my two favorite characters. Right. Um, and not, not wanting, not feeling the need to rush to the store to wait in line for pops, because I know that two months later, I'm going to be able to get them at a, you know, the gas station. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. I mean, usually that's how it, it ends. It's, it's more of like, like you said, out of necessity or the thing like that. And, and it is what it is. 
So what is something that does not have a toy of it you'd love to have in toy form? It doesn't have a toy. Um, like I said, I mean, honestly, um, I'd really like to see, um, uh, like, remember the, the cartoon show, The Critic? Mm-hmm. With John Lovitz? Yep. I think that those characters and that kind of animation would lend to a Funko Pop well. Yeah, I mean, they have and, you know, all the Simpsons stuff. Like you mentioned earlier, Bob Burgers. They have Family Guy Pops. So it's like, why not do The Critic? Well, because, you know, it's, it's – and I think part of it is, you know, I, I am Jewish. Everybody already knows this. Okay. And that's how I grew up, right? Mm-hmm. So you always, when you, you're a certain religion or a race or whatever, you – you gravitate towards things that are, uh, you know, from, from that, from your race or religion. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, I always liked watching the John Lovett stuff and so, cause there's not like so many, uh, you know, Jewish guys doing that yeah. on TV. It's not like everybody is or being the stereotypical, you know, and when I'm a kid watching that, it's like, that's half my family. You know, yeah. that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I'm laughing my ass off at, you know, them going under and, and all these kids who don't celebrate Hanukkah just don't get the fact that like legitimately here's your present and you're opening underwear yeah, or you're opening socks or like you're getting a flannel shirt. Right. Yeah. yeah. And nobody understands that. So for me, it was always like, you know, I'd love to see like, you know, the, the like I said, you know, Hanukkah Harry or the critic. Yeah. Or some of those pops. You know, I think that would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so what is a toy that you'd love to have scaled up and functional for the real world? Oh, man, uh, Rick's spaceship from Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my favorite one, man. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> you can go anywhere. Yep, go anywhere. As long as you got the portal gun. Exactly. So we've talked about it a little bit already, but question 37, because, you know, I'm 37. How has your wife or, you know, how, how has Carrie dealt with your collection? What's the, what's the whole Adam and Carrie collecting story? Well, I mean, she always, she, she let me, um, when we first, when we bought our first house, right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, we moved in, um, you know, she let me have my room for collecting and buying stuff. And she always just accepted because early on, you know, when we were first out of high school and we had a baby and I was going to college and working at Dairy Mart, um, I started going to garage sales and Goodwills and I'd buy coffee mugs and neckties mm-hmm. um, and always look at the toys for myself. And I didn't sell toys because I'd want to keep them all. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, so I always just collected things, knickknacks and toys. And Carrie was kind of the same way with things that brought nostalgia. She always said she didn't collect, but then she'd be with me and she'd see something from Rainbow Bright or Care Bears yep. or Snoopy, and she'd have to have it, right? <laughs> yep. So she just always kind of accepted it. And then when I did the YouTube thing, she was for it because in her career, she does a lot with uh, graphic design. and uh video editing and things like that and um she enjoys doing it and she you know she went to school for it so it was kind of like i'm a tech guy Mm -hmm. and um you know so she just kind of it fell into it you know and she just we've been together um 
since uh, she was 15 and I was 17. Very cool, very cool. So we grew up together, so it's like yeah. everything that I like, there's things I like that she hates. Like, she cannot stand Rick and Morty. <laughs> stand cartoons like that. But at the same time, she's down for some House of Dragons or the She-Hulk show. Mm-hmm. Um, she's all good for that stuff, but, you know, to try to throw her into watching, uh, you know, I made her watch Thor, the new Thor. Oh, why? Yeah. Why would you torture her like that? Ah, yeah, why w- why would you torture her? Oh, give me a break. Give me a break. The only this. good Thor it. movie was oh, Ragnarok. Oh. The other three suck. Ragnarok was good, too. The new one was good. The new no, that's what I'm saying. On. Ragnarok like... is the only good one. Oh, no, it's good. It's uh, they, I, I, I don't say it's the only good one, but yes, I, I know people's opinions of it. I'm like, got to watch it. Oh man, I, can't, I loved it. I can't decide what's worse, Incredible Hulk or Dark World. Oh, yeah, Incredible Hulk. <laughs> every time I think of Incredible Hulk, he's always every action figure. He looks like he's constipated. Every action oh, figure. And the, the crazy thing about the Incredible Hulk movie is, folks, and this is besides the fact that it's the wrong actor in the role, but the reason why I hate that movie is they killed stan lee's cameo and he has the cameo but he Mm -hmm. drinks the and i'm like don't drink that go up to 90 year old guy however old he was done just spat the just swat the bottle out of his head don't drink that you dumb old man you're gonna die if you drink that so like oh my god yeah i I can't see that movie (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there some bad ones, but I did like the new Thor one. I am one of those. I did like that. I like the fact that they incorporated Jane as Thor. I like I like that whole aspect of it, but like I don't know, man. No, no I, 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 I know there's people with different opinions on it. I just, as far as like coming from the generation of, you know watching um you know superman and watching superman 2 with john crier and those original flash movies they did and those movies that were in the 80s and early 90s of superheroes like the original spawn and things like that um i can appreciate a movie the thor movies because you know it's just that tongue-in-cheek goofy funny why are they doing that kind of you know, like when you read that the reason the goat screamed was that um, they kept getting the director and uh, Helmsworth kept getting uh, text messages when they were doing the goat scene oh, with um, that meme yep. of Taylor Swift. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. I can appreciate that. So, you know, I just thought it was funny. You know, I just I don't like. I don't mind Thor in certain things, but and I don't mind him when he's with the Avengers because he's interacting with Tony and everybody else. But Thor in his own universe, I just don't. Other than Ragnarok, Ragnarok I liked. I thought that was good. And obviously, you know, don't worry, he's my friend from work. Like, I mean, that that was good. The rest, I don't know. All right. Hey, come on! I went. I I went to the movie theater and I saw Morbius. Oh, why? So why would you torture yourself? Like it's all. Like, oh yeah, there's yeah. that dude on YouTube who went every day for thirty days to see it. it what? 
Yeah, just to torture himself with it. I don't but like. See, it was all going uphill from after that. So, I think. Well, I mean, technically, we are in a, and I just, I, this will be in the past by now, but I don't. I don't think know I if I you ever, ever have what if you ever have anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy on YouTube uh, called Eddie Burback. Okay. You've got to go watch his videos. Okay. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll have to send. I'll uh, I'll have you send me a link afterwards. But yeah. like, I recently like, I don't know what it was about the Holland films, and I'm not talking about No Way Home. I'm talking about Homecoming and Far From Home. The first two Holland films, I must have skipped them originally because when No Way Home was coming out on digital. Voodoo had this thing where you could spend, I don't know, 50, 60, whatever it was. You could get all eight films. You could get the Raimi films. You could get the, the, the Garfield films. And you could get the three new films from from the Holland stuff, from the Marvel stuff. I just watch, I mean, the, I'm, after we record this, I'm probably going to watch Far From Home. I don't remember, other than some of the Vulture stuff in the beginning, I don't remember a damn thing from Homecoming whatsoever. Like, half of that movie, I'm like, this is all new to me. And, yeah, I know, it's just, it's it's crazy sometimes. But, yeah, those movies, man, I don't know. Infernal technical difficulties, and just when the show was getting interesting. Toy collecting can have its struggles. What is one aspect that you tend to struggle with the most? Um, not giving in to FOMO. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. That's my biggest, because, you know, like, the Macho Man pop comes out for fun days, right? And, like, yep. I really know I want that Macho Man Freddy pop, but I know that there's no reason I need to spend $400 on it because it's going to be a lot less money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, before we get too far, we're almost at the end of this, folks, but just a quick follow-up question. What is it about Freddy Funko, Freddy himself? What is it about him that you like the most? Um, that he's an original character and that okay. that he knows he's a, he's a Funko character and that they cross him over into other types of pop culture and uh, dress him up and uh, – He's a cool. He's a cool pop. He's not the easily obtainable one that you can go to the hobby shop and see fifteen of. Yeah. Yeah. All mm. right. Cool. Cool. What is one positive and/or one negative memory you have with buying toys? Po- positive memory would be you know when I used to go and look for pops and uh, wait in line for pops and get the pop that I want, like when I wanted that, um, uh, which one was it? The, uh, what Batman was that? There was a Batman chase that they had at a hot topic a couple of years ago that I really wanted to get. And I got to wait in line and got that pop. Very cool. Very cool. If you could create any toy, what would you want to create? So basically Funko or any company gives you the keys to the kingdom. What would you want to do? Jeez, killing me with that one. I mean, there's so many, so many different choices of pops that you could possibly do. Yep. Um, 
Honestly, I'd probably want to make a Hot Wheel that would be exactly like a Hot Wheel, like the um, made out of the same materials and everything, but they could be like a remote yeah. control vehicle. Oh wow, that would be cool! Yeah, like, but it had to be like die cast and all of those, all of that. <laughs> well, that's a whole other part of Funko that we they've started oh. getting into the die cast <laughs> stuff. Yeah, being super creative with those chases. Thankful, well, thankfully with the die cast ones, there's only specific characters that like like the black light. For me personally, the only black light pop I want is. Uh, one of the Target exclusives, the the Kate with Lucky. That's the only blacklight pop I want, and I have yet to be able to find her anywhere. Oh, no. But yeah, well, I I see all these videos, like not necessarily yours, but like everybody that does these, like again, not to name drop, but top pops. Hopefully, I can get him on the show eventually. But uh, you know, every time he goes to Target, and every time he pans through the section, I'm like, damn it, there's like six. God, I gotta import to Canada because there's like six Kate Bishop blacklights. I'm like, I just want to reach into the video and just pull it out. Uh, all right, what is one piece of advice you would give the toy collecting fandom? Honestly, I would say to only collect what you like. Absolutely. What is advice you'd give kids who enjoy toys? I would tell them to take care of their toys not to lose any of the accessories or weapons and to, um, if it can be unpacked to where you can save the box, stick the box away in a closet. Absolutely. All right, folks, we're going to take one more quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to get Adam's, all of Adam's promotional stuff done in the outro right after this. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscribe. Apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year. From first match, must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Kid? Yes? Shut up. Beyond the Night is the GCRN's latest review podcast. We are covering everything in the Knight Rider television universe. From the classic 80s TV series to the 1991 reunion film... Team Knight Rider, ugh, and the 2008 relaunch series as well. So join TFG and Mike and Dion the Music Man as they go in-depth and beyond the night only on GeekCast Radio Network. You can find Beyond the Night in iTunes and on www.geekcastradio.com. Good. Yes, Michael. Just keep driving. Hello, all sentient beings. Want the latest on everything going on in the Transformers multiverse? Check out the Transmissions Podcast Network. We've got weekly podcasts covering everything from Alpha Trion to Omega Supreme. From old school G1 all the way up to Cyberverse and beyond. And you don't want to miss Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers live play role-playing game podcast. If you love Transformers, there's something for everyone at TransmissionsPodcast.com. Was that universal greeting again? Never mind, I remember. Ba weep, Grana. Weep, 
Ninibon. Hey guys, it's Rodimus Primal, and be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Join me as I have Transformers discussions, retrospectives, toy reviews, and more. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rodimus Primal, as well as Facebook and Instagram at Rodimus Primal Show. Transform and roll out, and be sure to check out my content till all are one. Last big party of the summer, folks. Let's go out with a bang. One of the primary themes of ToyCast is that we focus on times past. We are who we are today because of the nostalgic memories and experiences from our childhood. Obviously, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it weren't for the toys that make us so addicted to nostalgia. Times Past Collectibles in Chicago, Illinois is your primary go-to collectible store to reclaim the toys that drove those memories and experiences. Specializing in action figures from all of your favorite toy lines like Star Wars, G.I. Joe, He-Man, Transformers, Silverhawks, Ghostbusters, TMNT, Mask, and more, get your dose of nostalgia with a shop run by collectors for collectors. Whether you are looking for loose G.I. Joe, Ice Cream Soldier, a packaged Leonardo, recent Star Wars Black Series figures, or an AFA-graded Boba Fett, Times Past Collectibles is bringing you back to your childhood. Visit the shop at 1450 North Ashland Ave in Chicago, just two blocks south of Ashland and North Ave. Call the shop at 847-830-1031 or email timespasscollectibles1982 at gmail.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Just search Times Past Collectibles because, folks, it's past time that you get your collectibles. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the Triple Takeover Toy Cat. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toybox Soapbox, 6O and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover Toycast. On the Simplistic Reviews Podcast, we talk movies. We talk TV. We talk. Hello, Julie, what the heck are you doing? Trying to make our spots sound more exciting by adding explosions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could have got the point across with sound effects, not the real thing. Car, car. Download the show on iTunes or at simplisticreviews.blogspot.com. I'm sure your insurance company will cover that. No, they won't. No, they probably won't. We are back here on ToyCast, our 160th episode, and Mr. Beard of Pop, sir, promote yourself. Where can the people find you online? Well, I am Adam the Beard of Pop on YouTube, where I do several Funko Pop mystery boxes and battles with my wife and other types of unboxings of Funko products mostly, but also slide in some video games and some pop hunts and toy store visits. Um, also, you can find me on Instagram, where I'm once again I'm Beard of Pop. Um, I also do whatnot, and on whatnot you can find me. Surprise, surprise! Is Beard of Pop, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's really about the uh, magnitude of my social media. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So where did the name come from? Is that just what you decided to call yourself one day or is there a specific story behind Beard of Pop? Well, I was I was just Adam at the very beginning right. and then honestly um one of my friends uh Brad who's um 
helps me with a lot of stuff still. Um, he was the one who came up with that whole deal. Um, I give him credit. Oh, he cool. was, uh, I was, we were thinking of names and he's an artist. And, uh, for my birthday, um, cause I started in June of 2019. So 2019 for my birthday, he drew me this elaborate picture that was like me with the Looney Tunes emblem with the beard of pop juggling pops. And very I was cool, like, and cool. that's where it came from. That's awesome. That is so, so cool. Yeah, check them out, folks. You can also join the Facebook group if you want to as well. All those links will be in the show notes. I have no idea what's coming up next on this show, so thank you for joining us here on ToyCast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send an email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. You can find us on any of your traditional podcast places, Spotify, Apple, Google, etc. Follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio for the network, uh, at TF Toycast for the show, because originally this podcast was Transformers Toycast, and now it's just Toycast. I am at TF2 and Mike on Twitter. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Geekcast Radio Network. You can also check out TF Toycast over there as well. For now, I am TF2 and Mike with... Beard of Pop. Join us next time when we'll be talking more toys here on Toycast. Toycast.